welcome to binge watch with us that's pickles and that's lisa and this week we watched episodes 17 through 19 of riverdale (laughs) yay the best episodes these are bizarre things are things are going off the rails here (laughs) i think it's really just alice i feel like alice has gone off the rails yeah she's like total meltdown (laughs) Uh, we have a musical episode. Thank you, Jesus. Which usually means the death of a show, but um, this one just kept going on afterwards. <laughs> Are you sure it didn't? <laughs> I think they're like Walking Dead right now. This season's going to be the one that makes them or breaks them, meaning season three. Season three. I, th- yeah. I, I don't. I, did I hear that there's a musical episode in season three? God, I fucking hope so. You hope so? <laughs> Did you like the musical episode? God, no. No? It was horrible. You know why? Archie was singing. Archie sings, man. Mm -mm. Okay, well, before we get into it, uh, let's do the boring stuff. Go follow us at Binge Watch (laughs) With Us. Um, All one word on Instagram. Email us at bingewatchwithus at gmail.com. Let us know what you're watching. Um, Because, honestly, we'll probably watch it, too. Just because you said so. Um, (laughs) It doesn't take much. No, it doesn't. Lisa talked me into starting a new show earlier today with literally like four sentences. And I was like, all right. (laughs) I was like, we should do this one. Have you watched it? And you're like, what's it about? I was like, I don't know. True crime. Yeah. And John Grisham. And you were like, wait, it's a book, but it's true crime. Yeah. Well, because Grisham doesn't, doesn't he usually do novels? Like he does. He does fiction. Yeah, he yeah. usually does fiction. I think this might be the only one he's done that was nonfiction. And it was done like 15 years ago. Yeah, I think he did say that, that it was like his only forte into nonfiction. Because mm-hmm. is he in the... Look, we'll get there later. Well, P.S., you know, he's in... It's all law books or law stories. So it's yes. like working in a firm and stuff. So I was like, yeah, right up my alley. We've what? worked at law firms. I am aware of John Grisham. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> All the attorneys that are coming up now started because of the firm. Also, go rate and review us on iTunes. We had a big scare this week where we lost all of our rates and reviews. But two. And then they just magically came back. So that was scary. We worked really hard for those nine reviews that we had. Eight. Eight. And three written reviews. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I was like, I was almost in tears because I was like... God damn, what happened? What did we do? Are we kicked off of iTunes? I don't know. I feel um, like we own enough Apple products between the both of us that they shouldn't be that mad at us. Yeah, I just um, bought a new phone. Shit. I swear allegiance to iPhone and Apple products. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. iTunes I don't know. sucks, but, uh, but if you leave us a review, we'll give you a shout out on the show and read your review, whether it's nice or not. So don't be an asshole. no we'll get pickles drunk first and then she'll read the real nasty one and she'll either start crying or go crazy um crazy face yeah which i don't want to see it's a toss-up we'll never know (laughs) which one will happen until it happens (laughs) okay do okay riverdale yeah you want to get into it not really okay um (laughs) she does it anyways like, too bad. <laughs> Episode 17 is called The Noose Titans. This is the one where Cheryl gets out of gay of gay. gay oh, yeah. Church. So this is, gay. yeah, this is, this gay. is <laughs> gay conversion therapy. This is the jailbreak episode. This yes. is the first jailbreak episode they do. Who knew there would be more? I mean, these writers. Because once you do a jailbreak, you think like, okay, we're done with that subject. We're never going to revisit that again. Nope. Not the Riverdale writers. Not in Riverdale. People are upset about a jail, but they're okay with the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Which is like a jail. Yeah, it's basically a jail for kids. They do gay conversion, which uh, we've briefly talked about on the show before, how we're both... Wow, shocker, we're against it. (laughs) We're taking the brave stance against gay conversion. We did. And she went against the church and she went to Catholic school. So it's really, really doubly bad for her. 
No, no one is surprised. Um, <laughs> but you know what I did like about The Sisters of Quiet Mercy? I did like that black and white movie that they made the kids watch. Yes. <laughs> I thought Moose and Kevin were so adorable in that so episode. Cute. They were so cute. I really want a juggy in it walking on the beach instead with his shirt off, but his old Jughead hat on. We keep trying to make Jughead gay, and he's not gay. I know he's not gay, but I just, you know, I think he could go both ways. I just really want him to kiss Archie. Um. (laughs) (laughs) If he can kiss him every time Archie starts to sing, I will be his biggest fan. Yeah. Um, that would be a really good idea. Um, yes. two, <laughs> two goons come to visit um, Hiram. Yes. And it's finally a reference that I get. Did you Did you catch this? I legit don't know. I watched it like two weeks ago. <laughs> the, the goons that come to visit Hiram, their names are L- Larry and Carl. Or Lenny and Carl. Oh, yes. I think I do remember that. From The Simpsons. Yeah, because I was listening to The Simpsons Confidential around that same time. And I was like, that's clever, Riverdale. And then Mm. forgot about it. They want um, Hermione to back down from running for mayor because they think that it exposes the families. You know what exposes the families? When the dad is hopped out of prison way early. Yeah. um, And then he comes up and buys up the whole town. Yeah, that's That's okay. And opens up a prison and shuts down a school. That's all totally okay. But her running for mayor of a town of a thousand crosses that line. It just... And even Archie is like, (laughs) wouldn't this be a good thing? You would think so, but they're not happy with it. So Archie threatens Lenny and Carl at a sit-down um, at the at the Italian restaurant. I'm still convinced that's just pops with, like, candles. <laughs> they started playing this terrible, cheesy Italian restaurant music. Yes. It's really the Olive Garden. Oh, it probably <laughs> is the Olive Garden. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. Do you think Riverdale has a Chick-fil-A? Maybe. Maybe, because they got the Sisters of Quiet Mercy there, and where are they going to eat? The Black Hood is this is a supporter of Chick Fil A for sure, but also I don't know because I'm still I'm still convinced that there's only one restaurant in town, which is Pops. But the scene takes place at a different restaurant. <laughs> it still Pops. <laughs> they brought a they brought in a backdrop. <laughs> yeah, Pops took off his hat, so everybody's like, "Who are you? We don't know who you are." Archie threatens uh, Lenny and Carl. He tells them that he needs to back off. They basically laugh in his face. Do you remember the scene? How, uh Well, yeah, because, again, I know the teenagers are smarter than the adults, which, again, is really an ins- insult to the adults. I mean, they must be borderline learning disabilities. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that every adult in all of the United States are idiots. <laughs> and if I was in the mob, I'd be like, boy, boy. i'd be like step down or i'm gonna shoot you and that's gonna be the end of it i'm not gonna play the games that Hiram does i'm just gonna shoot your ass right here so shut up well archie gets the football team to blow up their cars so i mean so let's 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 discuss this for a minute (laughs) in this one episode they get cheryl out of gay conversion prison yeah they blow up two cars yeah. That's just in this episode. But prior to that, you know, Betty has picked the lock. Yeah. With her handy-dandy um, bobby pins. Veronica knows how to um, run scams. She's, um, I guess, embezzled money to give to yeah. Fred Andrews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, these are all questionable skills for some young folks who supposedly live in good areas except for Jughead. Yeah, they live in like classic America, and yeah. they do they do a lot of trespassing. And it's got to be a, a, a whole a wholesome town because Jughead's, especially in the beginning, is always like the Riverdale as we know it. It's not so clean anymore, and la well, la la la. Maybe that's the point that the show's trying to get across: is like you try and make your kids so wholesome and sweet and they end up learning how to break into old cars on youtube you know (laughs) and blow up cars you know it's like did you did you have that one kid in high school who was like 
always grounded because like their parents were so strict. No, but I had a lot of friends that got grounded a lot because they would stay out past curfew like every weekend or come home drunk and crap like that. Yeah, to me, it's like there's always that kid where it's like the stricter you are, like just they're just going to. They just do worse and worse. Like, that's the yeah. one that was, like, doing, like, drugs in school when, oh, like, yeah. nobody else was doing drugs yet, mm-hmm. you know? Those are the ones that get out of the house. They go to college or they just leave at 18 or younger. Yeah. And then they're like, peace out. And they just go crazy. These are the teenagers that usually will get, like, knocked up. <laughs> yeah. If they're not already on drugs. You know, I mean, a lot. I'm sure a lot of people have come out and done very well but it's like they're so the parents constrict them so that when they're given that little tiny tiny taste of freedom they go ape shit yeah and well and see i don't know because none of the parents ever watch their kids in this town but the girls do notice that cheryl is missing and how do they how do they realize that cheryl is missing she's that not at cheerleader her instagram feed goes quiet (laughs) that's right her instagram so Tony goes to Cheryl's house looking for Cheryl and um, her evil mom answers the door and says that she's been sent off to a boarding school in Switzerland. <laughs> and Veronica was like, this is ver- this is easily verifiable because obviously I know the only school, the only yeah. boarding school in Switzerland by name. And she, yeah, how the, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have that all right. Right. I guess that's the, you know, the circle that she runs in, yeah. Nobody nobody knows that. And I can guarantee you there's more than one. You know oh, what I'm saying? Definitely. So anyway, yeah. Tony and Veronica is at one point Josie decide to go and get Cheryl out of um the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, but Josie bails because Josie finds out from Cheryl's evil mom that Cheryl was drawn pictures of Josie. How manipulative is that, that Penelope shared that with Josie? I can't decide who's the worst mom on here. I go between Alice and her constantly. Honestly, it depends on the day. Yeah. I mean, they're all shits. This does tie up a thread that we had where we were wondering who sent Josie the pig cart. Turns out Mm -hmm. it was Cheryl because she's crazy. Yeah, and we find out more about that in in the next episode yeah so it turns out that there's tunnels that these kids can sneak in and out of to um, have sexy time <laughs> riverdale is founded on maple and tunnels yeah and pop at, at one point the tunnels were used to like pump all the maple and now it's just used for gay kids I'm not, I don't, I can't. I, I don't know why you'd have to have pumps, <laughs> underground pumps for maple. <laughs> I think they were always dealing drugs. Yeah, no, they, that's what that's, they were for. They're going to find this out. Yeah, they were definitely for that. They're going to find Coke in some sort of time capsule from the 1800s yeah. or whatever. Um, back when Coke was good. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, they're going to find Coca-Cola, which actually had the caffeine. Veronica. I mean, that's shit. <laughs> Cocaine. Sorry. <laughs> Veronica's outfit for this breakout was a choice. It was a strong choice. Was it super tight and black? It was super tight and black, and it had a, a cutout right right here on her chest. So you could see her boobs. So, it, yeah, it went across her collarbone, and then oh, just had yeah. a cutout mm-hmm. on her on her chest. I thought that was, you know, a hoodie would have been fine. Yeah, just wear all black clothes. P.S. Do you think? I'm starting to think this, that Ronnie has all these episodes on the side. Like, I have to break into something at night. Here's my black outfit. I have to go camo in the woods. Here's my outfit. Here's an outfit if I have to sneak into um, underground uh, juvenile fight club. Yeah. Here's oh, my yes, outfit. Oh, yes, she does. She does have underground juvenile fight outfits. I mean, yes. I'm telling you, not only does she have, like, school outfits and hanging out outfits and cash outfits, but she also has, yes. like, prison break. <laughs> sneaking around meeting Archie somewhere I mean like there's all these outfits like does she have like just cash run to Target outfits no No, No. I don't think she does either no everything's ordered online because again I'm not convinced they have department stores in Riverdale's I'm going back to they have like a CVS pops supposedly another Italian place and a club and maybe a library there's four yeah the library and two prisons (laughs) The library might be on the south side, though. Well, that's gone. 
Yeah, that's gone now. Hiram bought it and burned it to the ground. We He's like, know. no reading for you. <laughs> so Tony and Veronica sneak into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and they quickly find Cheryl in the movie room watching another black and white movie. Poor Cheryl was and, broken down. Oh, God. So they sad. took away everything that made her Cheryl. They took away her fabulous clothes. She didn't have her brooch, like you mentioned. I love the brooch. It was, it was a sad day. Sunday. I wonder if that's like her. What do you call them? Um, is it like a tulpa? Like a like no. a talisman or something? Yes. Is that like her talisman? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go that with yes. It gives her like the essence of Cheryl. But see, in my head, it should be like rubbed down on one side because she would constantly be doing like this. Like if she was you or I, we would be constantly like rubbing it. Yeah, touching it. Yeah. <laughs> like to center us because we have horrible, awful anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, they had, they share a really cute kiss in front of the movie. Finally, yeah. I'm so I'm so happy about that. That actually was the best part of the whole episode. Oh, it was so sweet. She gets back to school, and uh, we find out that Kevin is Mm-mm. going to be producing a school play, and she wants to be the lead. But don't go there yet. We'll get back there. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. The shady man's car was found in this episode. Yes, in the. Yeah. Lake, river. Is it Sweetwater Lake? I don't think, I don't think so, because Sweetwater Lake is all like pure mountain streams with doves running, uh, flying across it, and perfect swans, and this was like bayou. And red-headed teenagers <laughs> trying to commit suicide. In white outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it looks like this pure place, and this looked like sketchy muck. You know what I'm saying? It was, yeah, it was oh, yeah. It's it not was, the same. I mean, it was, it was a great place to hide a car. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it was found. So they call on the big guns. They get FP to... <laughs> <laughs> FP is such a good leader in Crisis. He's a much better leader than Drughead. Well, he should be. Jesus, he's 40-something. Yeah, and he's committed these crimes before, too. Yeah, so. this isn't his first. He's like, oh, yeah, I've done this. Back in high school, remember, Alice? Yeah. <laughs> so is this the episode where he literally buries a body and covers it in lime? I thought that, that had already happened. They start, to, they start to try to investigate to see who the car belongs to, and it turns out it belongs to the shady man's girlfriend, Darla. I like this actress. Yeah, I do too. I don't know. I'm like, how many more shady characters are going to the Cooper Ranch? Because I right. swear to God, it's a running turnstile there. You think that the, the neighbors would notice, like, all these trashy motherfuckers walking up and knocking on the door all the time? They got Chip, whoever they murdered. Yeah. And now this chick. Darla. And then she brings a friend later, too. Yeah. So you had four people, and I'm going to say, like, a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is totally over, like, two weeks. Yeah. Darla was an American horror story. Was she? Yeah, she was in Murder House. Okay, so remember in Murder House... Sorry, guys, if you haven't seen this yet. (laughs) Sorry, we can't help you. (laughs) They had, like, a Ted Bundy character go in there and kill all the nurses. Yes. It wasn't Ted Bundy. It was um, Richard Speck. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then, no, he didn't Ted Bundy kill a bunch of sorority girls? He did, but this is based on Richard Speck, because Richard Speck, it was in the 60s, and he went to, it was like a nunning, a nunning school. Jesus Christ. It was a nurse's school, oh. and they were all living in this house. Like the dorm. Yeah. yeah. So that's why. And because of the, just some of the other stuff. I'm sorry. I, would, I know way too much about serial killers. <laughs> I really, really do. So, Anyways, go ahead. So okay, she was so one of them. Oh! No. Remember then the occult shows yes, up? Yes! Yeah. She, is she mm-hmm. the one that got the diarrhea? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and so now anybody who hasn't seen that season, they're like, huh? They're like, why are they talking about serial killers and diarrhea? <laughs> so, so Darla wants to get paid off because she knows what happens. Yes. She knows that this... Perfect little cookie-cutter family murdered a dude in their house. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'd say, okay, fine, we'll pay you off. We'll go to the bank in the morning. Mm-hmm. But Betty, being the... I'm telling you, I really think Betty's one of the smartest characters on this show. That's not saying a lot. She recruits the serpents, who were very anti-Alice at this point. Yes. 
Because she's been trash talking them for like constantly at like every town hall, and there are a lot of town halls. (laughs) For a town of a thousand, they meet like once a week. Jesus. The serpents come and take over the house and kick Darla and her new shady boyfriend out. So, done and done. Thank you, Jesus. We're over the shady man storyline at this point. What's to keep them from coming back? They're in Greendale. We don't know. I don't know. Maybe they saw crazy and either FP... Was FP there or no? No, it was just a teen gang. I'm thinking they looked at Crazy Betty and Alice and were like, "Mm, mm mm-mm. We know what happened to the the last dude that showed up here. Yeah, they're scary enough on their own. They don't need a gang. And is this the point where Alice becomes a serpent serpent again? Like, she's like, I'm tired of not being a serpent or hiding my roots or whatever. So she's like, I'm owning it. And I was like... Didn't you do that when you got drunk and your daughter was became a stripper? Yeah, it seems like every time Alice gets drunk, she goes back to being a serpent. But this is the great, I think this is the great scene where she shows up at FP's trailer dressed yes. all trashy. Yes. <laughs> and that's when Jackie Zabrowski on Riverdale Roundup went apeshit crazy. Yeah, that was a pretty, I don't know, she was right though. I don't know what it is about that little move that he does where he throws the gum out into the yard. I don't know what it was, but there was something, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it appeals to the trashy side of me. Yeah, honestly, let's, let's take a poll here. If your choices were Hal Cooper and FP... Ooh. Hal Cooper looks like Mr. Potato Man in a polo shirt. He looks like he's the most boring man in the entire world. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, no wonder <laughs> he became a well. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who the Black Hood is yet. Stop it. No, but who comes back in this episode? Yes. This, so this is the episode that Hal comes back, right? And he <sighs> wants to make amends. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so he's back in. Chick decides, you know what? I am causing too much trouble in this family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and move out so Hal can move back in. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Can we go back and talk about Grandma Rose real quick? I missed that. She was, Wasn't she the one that told him where Cheryl was at? Yes. Grandma Rose tipped herself out of her little wheelchair because, remember, Penelope and um, not Clifford yeah. pushed her down the stairs. Yeah. Grandma yeah. Rose throws herself mm. out of a wheelchair after her daughter. Is she her daughter? No, that's no. her daughter-in-law. Okay. After her daughter-in-law says, I'm going to be out for a few hours. And she says, what if I have to pee? And she's like, hold it. Yeah. So Grandma Rose is like, F you. Throws herself on the ground. Crawls on her elbows to the phone. Girl, get it. <laughs> I was like. Grandma Rose is definitely the best character right behind Fred Andrews. Oh, yes. Fred Andrews, yes. Grandma Rose, Molly Ringwald. She picks up that little antique phone and she calls Tony. She calls oh. Tony because she knows. She knows. She knows that they love each other so much. She knows. Grandma Rose, you can't pull nothing mm-hmm. past Grandma Rose. Yeah, so really, Cheryl would still be in there if it wasn't for Grandma Rose Marine crawling across the rug. <laughs> <laughs> Poor love. I love Grandma Rose. She's my favorite. Oh, she's and she didn't mess up a single hair on her head, too, listen, doing that. Listen, mm. she knows what's going on. She knows what's what. Okay, well, now let's get to the musical episode. Episode 18, A Night to Remember. <gasps> Best episode ever. Okay, so I'm just going to let you go wild. What do you have to say about this episode? I have lots. I have yeah, lots I know. to say. Lots of people had lots of feelings about this episode. <laughs> One, I think that Jughead is a fucking genius for oh having God. absolutely nothing to do with this episode. Cole Sprouse said, if you make me sing, I will quit. Yeah. He he wasn't going to do it. Cole nope. Sprouse has never sang. He was on Nickelodeon or Disney or whatever and never sang on those shows. He's nope. not doing it now. Nope. And he's like, peace out. I'm not doing it. So he, so basically everybody you've ever heard of, ha- they've ever mentioned in this stupid Riverdale high school, including Tony, is in this play, except for Jughead. <laughs> so is that like a thing? Like, do you also have to be a really good singer to be an actor or actress? Oh, well, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. Because, you know, I think when you're trying to be an actor and get parts and stuff, the more skills you have, the, I don't want to say easier, but the, the basically the easier it is. So hmm. I think it helps. Because then you could be like, I'm the funny neighbor that Well, they can all down. sing except Cole Sprouse. 
Or he so. may, may he probably has a better voice than Archie. I really don't think he can sing. I don't. I think that's why he avoids it so much. I. <laughs> you could be right. Anyways, so everyone else in Riverdale yeah. can sing. So they decide to carry the musical. Here's the thing: carry the musical. Let that sink in. <laughs> carry the horror movie from the '80s, but make it a musical. I know nothing about the actual musical, so I don't know. There is no Carrie musical. What? Yes, there is. Yes, that's a real thing. Oh, okay. Google. Somebody Google it. (laughs) We're going to Google that right now. I can't. I mean, I'm not really surprised, but that just sounds crazy to me. Let's see. Carrie the Musical is a musical with a book by Lawrence D. Cohen, lyrics by Dean Pitchford. Music by Michael Gore, adapted from Stephen King's novel, Carrie. Oh, wow. No idea. I had no clue. Okay, so neither one of us have ever seen a single song from this From this And I musical. watch a lot of horror movies. So everybody's in it. Everybody's singing. Jughead is given the task of being the documentor. Yeah, you have to, you have, to have a videographer when you do a school play. Don't you know that? <laughs> I literally have no words. I no. have no words. All I'm going to say is that I will pay a trillion dollars to the writers of Riverdale if I never, ever, ever have to hear Archie sing again. Oh, my God. He's so flat. Like, he's so, so flat. I'm like, Look, stop. <laughs> I, can't, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I yeah. do not sing. I don't like to sing Happy Birthday. Nope. But I know it. So yeah. I would be the one being like, yeah, I'll be the videographer. Like, Yeah. I'll okay. hand out the flyers. Guys, I would love to know, is it just me and Lisa? Or do other people think Archie is a bad singer, too? I don't think he sings very well. The title of this episode in my notes is called Fucking Carrie. (laughs) Fucking Carrie, the musical, a.k.a. Why Are We Forced to Hear Archie Sing Again? Again. And you know I fast-forward through all the other songs. I couldn't fast-forward through this episode. I was subjected to all of it. Well, yeah, because it sneaks up on you. Uh, and you gotta, you you gotta, you can't miss anything. So that's the only thing I'm gonna say bad about the musical is that Archie okay, well, sucks. The plot is is kind of thin, so we'll skip through. I'm not quickly. even sure what the plot is. A bunch of kids uh, there is singing, having yeah. sex on partying on a Saturday night, and then it's Carrie the musical. The outfit and hair was good. Sure. Yeah, I liked the outfit and the hair and the hair. What happens? Cheryl doesn't become the lead because why? Obviously, Cheryl has to be Carrie White, right? I mean, she looks I mean, kind of like her. She's like the she's like the exact opposite, but she's just weird enough to pull it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's trying out for Carrie, and her mom Penelope is trying to stop her from being the lead. She thinks that it's absolute like this that she's not going to let Cheryl live out this crazy fantasy of mm-hmm. killing. Her mom. <laughs> Kevin starts to receive notes from the Black Hood. We think it's the Black Hood saying that Cheryl better not be mm-hmm. the lead in this play. Or they'll be held to pay or something. Sure. In the meantime, though, Cheryl and Josie make up through song. Sure. She's Josie's good. not mad at Cheryl giving her a goddamn heart in a box. That That's how you... I guess that's how you work those things out through song. I mean... I've never learned that in therapy, but... <laughs> if we ever become the podcast moguls, like the My Favorite Murder Ladies, yeah, and we have to go to therapy because we're in a business together, I'm yeah. going to insist that we sing in okay. therapy, both of us. Okay, that's how we'll work out our issues. <laughs> be like, we want to sing because that's what they do in Riverdale, and the therapist is going to be like... Hold on. And he's pushing the invisible button under his desk for security to come put us How in the straight How do I fire packets. patients? <laughs> he's Googling it. Yeah, sure. How do I? Jughead and Betty assume that the letters are coming from Ethel. Because Ethel is cray cray too. There are a yeah, lot of crazy girls in this musical. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just like love that they're like right away it must be Ethel. Well, we find out that Jughead found, like, the notes are those old school, like, cutting out of uh, newspapers and stuff. And he finds in her dressing room, in the trash can, a magazine with letters cut out. So he's like, it's Ethel. And she's like, what are you doing in here? 
Veronica and Betty kind of get into a little spat, but then they work it out through song as well. Yeah. I don't know if Archie has a whole lot going on in this episode. Other than this horrible singing. But who do they get to replace Cheryl? Because yeah, they so eventually P- pull Penelope her. Penelope gets what she wants and forces Cheryl to step down from the lead role. And so Kevin appoints Madge. Midge. 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 <laughs> I don't know what her name is. I don't like her. This is I what I have. I like her. I was like, who's Midge again? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I was hoping that the Black Hood, like, actually shot her, like, ten episodes ago. Yeah. Well, anyways, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but... So, oh, and Carrie's mom is played by Alice because she's crazy, too! I know. I was like, wait a tick. Did you see that perm? I mean, that she did herself with a curling rod, supposedly. Oh, my God. It was... Y'all her would know is, this because you're so young, but this is like Barbara Streisand and A Star is Born, curly, curly, curly. Yeah. Tight curls. Yeah. Um, it was, it it perfectly represented just her her insane personality. So here's my question. Yeah. Alice isn't in, she's not working at the school or is she still running the paper? I don't think school? she's doing anything because Hiram has bought the newspaper at this point. Usually, I think they would try to find a teacher, like the music teacher. I know Grundy's gone, but they've got to have somebody else that can step... You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not just holding open auditions for the parents to come on. She is on the PTA, so maybe maybe that's what it is. Who knows? They probably was like, we need somebody, and Alice is like, fuck you, I'm doing it. And don't say otherwise, I've got my serpent jacket on. And everybody else was just too scared to say anything. Yeah, she she started clenching her fist and showed them the scars she had. And they were like, whoa. Dark Alice. Dark Alice. <laughs> She's so stupid. She's like, sometimes when I'm drunk, I'm a gang member. Uh-huh. <laughs> or horny. If I'm horny, yeah. I'm also a gang member. It's like how the toss up with me is like, are we going to cry or are we going to get angry? It's like, is Alice <laughs> horny or is she a gang member? Yes. The answer is yes. The big night comes, and mm-hmm. they're singing, singing, singing. The play is going great. Cheryl is watching from the audience. I guess this is the scene where Carrie is supposed to be put in a closet, or she's coming out of her I her think she's coming closet. out of the closet because her mom had locked her in there because she started her period, I think, in the movie. And she yeah. was horrible. She had to go to the praying closet or something. Ugh. I mean, so the the curtain pulls back and we see Midge, who has been basically crucified onto a with warnings all over the place, written in blood, blood. from the Black Hood. Mm-hmm. No fingerprints though. Don't worry. I have a question. Yes. What one again? Who is Midge? Yeah. Two. I don't understand how this crime happened. This is there. Everybody's there. It's a buzz, buzz, buzz. Everybody's all over the place, all near the stage and everything. Parents are everywhere. I mean, it's sold out. It's a sold out performance here in Riverdale. Everybody's there. But somehow a Mormon, a woman, a teenage lady was murdered, tacked up to a set prop. And all this gory stuff was written. You know what I'm saying? And Nobody it's not like she has. It. Yeah, it's not like she has rigor mortis and she's been there for two days. It's like, literally, like, it had to happen. Well, that's our hint. It's somebody at the play, and it was somebody that could have slipped in and out of backstage without anybody noticing, so. But I still question the, how the fuck did they get her? I, I, I mean, that's, all, that's sneaky. The Black Hood is, like, super strong. I mean. I don't know. Because he would have had to, like, held her up there. Yeah. While he, like like mm. tacked her to the mm. wall i think he's a ninja that would be much cooler than what the black hood actually is if the black hood actually turned out to be a ninja that would be super cool it's much better than what it actually listen is. we're not done with season three yet i'm assuming there's a third black hood i'm just he letting you know back. he could come, come back or she uh, at some point during this episode cheryl walks through her house doused in blood yeah she's like yeah. i'll show you mother and pours the pig blood all over herself and we i think said it's pig blood it must be the blood from that same pig that she cut that heart out of well that's what i said i said well now we definitely know that she gave josie the pig heart and has no problem being covered in pig blood worms can't you get worms from that well can't you just make it isn't it like corn syrup and 
red dye or something. Yeah, I bet that they probably had blood as a prop on the play. Why did she use actual pig blood? That's Listen, so true. Because she's crazy. She went to gay conversion, and now she's come back a serial killer. She gets emancipated, which is great. So the mom and not oh, Clifford yeah. move to the barn. Yeah, she's like, mother, I'm taking charge now, and you're going to have to live in the barn, and Grandma Rose and I are living here, and don't say boo about it. Grandma Rose, Cheryl, and Tony all live in happily ever after in that (laughs) creepy-ass house. (laughs) That's the way that this show should end. This should be the end of the show. Unfortunately, it's not. Unfortunately, it still goes on. (laughs) Yeah, so our next episode, episode 19, is called Prisoners. We start off with (laughs) Midge's funeral. Is her name Midge or Madge? It's Midge. I don't care. I don't like her. Her Her name is Midge clumps oh my god why do the writers hate her so much much she's had five scenes in the whole one and a half seasons (laughs) she's been shot and then killed (laughs) that's it that's all we know her from and a hint of singing i was like well and her boyfriend is moose who is also fucking kevin so clumps why (laughs) why 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 I mean, anyways, but yeah, so the, the so this cheerleaders are out there. We're at her funeral, all in black. They have funeral outfits. I love that there are mourning cheerleader outfits. I think <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever heard. It's winter I, again, I think. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think this was supposed to be around Halloween. No, this Maybe? is after Christmas. Oh, fuck. I we know. had a Christmas episode. Remember the scary black hood in the, in the Santa Claus costume? No. <laughs> uh, this is after Christmas. Okay. Well, yeah, it's probably cold. Again, I think this is right up near Canada, so I'm assuming they're only warm, like, July and August? Maybe July, August, September, and then it goes back to cold again. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> People are getting really sick of uh, Sheriff Keller's uh, poor performance over the last 900 years that he's been sheriff. Especially who? Uh, Cheryl takes personal, like, insults. Well, because he couldn't figure out who killed her brother. And so she was really ticked off about that. So Hiram and Hermione pick up on this. And they Mm -hmm. decide to use Cheryl as a pawn in their game. Mm -hmm. What does Veronica call them? Boris and what? Natasha. Boris and Natasha. From Bullwinkle. (laughs) Uh, Cartoons. She's like, I don't know what plan you two have, but I'm leaving Boris and Natasha. I was like, go girl, go. But what I find interesting, they have two vigilante groups. Football players. Yeah. And now cheerleaders. Yeah, yes. So Cheryl swears that her cheerleaders are going to avenge... My vixens um, are going to avenge yeah. this, and my vixens are going to do that. And I'm like, you're cheerleaders. I don't, yeah. I, I can't <laughs> wait for them to show up in a night fight or something. Like, do you think they have a, do they, You think they have outfits for that, too? Like, Yes, yes. <laughs> Vigilante it's crime a little fighting dirtier. Uh, cheerleader outfits. It's kind of the morning cheerleading outfits with maybe some cuts in it. Maybe yeah. some dried blood. Um, yes. I think they're going to have, like, little black caps on so they're see- mm-hmm. you know so you can't see who they are yeah no i'm oh, totally God, don't let I'm archie see you. him he'll have a flashback i'm hoping to dear god if there is another musical that it's the west side story and the cheerleaders are like the bad gang and the good gang is i don't know serpents <laughs> that would or something. be great i want i want to see a fight yeah that would be great but- Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Now that the Black Hood is back and we know this for sure, Veronica pulls Arch... Well, because he he left Midge on stage. And the lollipop song comes back. Oh, that's right. To Betty. The lollipop song comes back. And we all shake our fists at the TV and go, I thought we were done with this. Well, I shake my fist at the TV because I was like, God damn, now the song's going to be stuck in my head for two days. I know, that's what I mean. Riverdale. God damn. Veronica pulls Archie aside and he's she's like, look, I need you to be normal. Could you just not freak out for the next few days? <laughs> and Archie's like, I make no promise. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. She's like, please don't go break into like Svensson's house. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm totally going to go break into Svensson's house. <laughs> so... He- he starts not sleeping again and fred is like you know you need to chill out like i'll be fine 
so he's walking down the street and he gets kidnapped. And he's taken to a warehouse. Oh, I don't know. Yes. That's on that's near the train track somewhere, I suppose. Um and mm-hmm. Nick St. Clair is back. I thought that already happened. No? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Sorry. So Nick St. Clair is back. He has kidnapped Archie for ransom. He is going to try and get a million dollars for Hiram's teen capo. I think I'm saying that word right. I'm not sure. I think that might be a made-up word, so it doesn't matter anyway. Every time they speak Spanish or Italian, I I zone out. (laughs) If they had just made Veronica Italian from the beginning, this would make so much more sense. Yeah, give her a little hint of an accent or have her, like, every now and again spill out some sort of... um... But instead, he just says Miha every 20 words. I just want to punch Hiram in the face. I hate him so much. But yeah, so, yeah. So he gets kidnapped by Nick St. Clair. Did you see that Uh, article on BuzzFeed where it was like an argument for and against Hiram Lodge? Yes. And it would be a tweet like, I hate Hiram. And the next one is like, Hiram is so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was like, I'm going to punch Hiram in the face. And then it would be like, I wish Hiram would punch me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. God love BuzzFeed for giving me all the the Riverdale roundup the next day. And it just makes me so happy. (laughs) Uh, so Nick St. Clair calls Veronica and says, yeah, I want some money. So Veronica goes to her parents. And they're like, I'm, I'm sorry. He's not related to us. He's not family. Um, remember that blood oath that he did where he threw his teen diary into the fireplace? Yeah, that, yes. meant, that meant nothing. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck the point of that scene was. And then I think starts really showing Hiram's true nature if we didn't already know it and had to get hit over the head. Archie's been your step and fetch it boy. He's blown up your enemy's cars. He He's blew spilled up a the car. beans on hey, Papa Poutine's coming after you. You know he's he's proven his loyalty. You bought him a fucking car, yeah. But when somebody kidnaps him, you're like, he's not family. Yeah, no. sorry. Yeah, not family. sorry. Veronica decides to take this into her own hands. She breaks into the safe and gets hundreds of. Th- thousands of dollars not a million but a lot very close yeah to it. so she concocts a plan where she roofies nick st pierre claire nick st. Clair. <laughs> shit she's not even drunk <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. nick st so claire yeah but so while this is going on nick st claire is skyping uh archie so that well he- so that Archie can watch him rape yeah. his girlfriend? What the yeah. fuck is wrong with this well, kid? I don't think he th- thinks he's going to rape him. I think he, because he, he basically told Ronnie that if she wants her, did he Did he say, like, if you want your boyfriend back, come meet me, wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge. So, and then he tells Archie, like, I'm going to seduce your girlfriend and you're going to watch all of it. And I'm like, how stupid do you think yeah. Ronnie is? She Told you no the first time you tried to rape her. She beat the shit out of you when you tried to rape Cheryl. Yeah. And now she's just going to be like, oh, darling, that was silly. I love you now. Let's have sex. (laughs) Well, and so Nick St. Clair is doing all of this because he says that his dad doesn't respect him. I mean, get your GED. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't. (laughs) This is how you you try to get respect back is. (sighs) Anyways. Anyways. Archie is watching this on the laptop and is so overcome with rage that Veronica could possibly have sex with someone else Mm -hmm. that he busts through his restraints and I think runs barefoot to the five seasons. And I don't think he has a shirt on either. Probably not. Because of course Nick St. Clair would take his shirt off. He's... It's Archie. Of course Nick St. Clair would take Archie's shirt off. You know, honestly, if he sang without his top on... Mm -hmm. That would make it better. If he's saying without a top on, I think I could almost stand it if I had it on mute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I got through a couple of Jake Gyllenhaal movies. (laughs) I just put it on mute. So, yeah, so he runs all over the place. Again, nobody sees this teenager in a town of a thousand running down the street like a crazy person. How long has he been kidnapped? Does anyone know that he's missing yet? I'm assuming no. I'm assuming what are the cops doing when they see this giant redheaded teenager? 
they're like, Archie's running again. Probably some vigilante uh, thing. And the sheriff's like, yeah, I know. It's Archie. Let's just wait. Let's just wait and Let's see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. So <laughs> Veronica makes like the darkest joke when he gets there. And, and, and he's like, you know, Veronica, what are we going to do now? And she's like, oh, the concierge is sending up a drill. And at first I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> I mean, wow. It's a super dark joke. But I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I did too. So, oh, yeah. So, so Veronica decides to ransom Nick St. Clair. And she gets a ton of money and brings it all back to her parents. And she says, I'll let you explain to Archie why you weren't going to pay his ransom. In Hiram Lodge's office, which has got to be so fucking hot because the fire is always like four feet high in that office. It's a big fireplace. And yeah, and I'm assuming the door's always closed. So the scene literally starts with Archie going, Hiram, I don't care what happened. I want to make my bones with you, which, guys, Jesus that's not Christ. it's that's not a sexual thing, unfortunately. <laughs> I would also love to see Archie bone Hiram, but that's not what he means. <laughs> would you really? I, I don't know if I could take that. I just I hate uh, Hiram so much that I. I know, but I have that short guy thing, you know. I know, I know, I know. He is going to murder a person to prove his loyalty to Hiram. I don't understand his logic. He just let you, he just let you get kidnapped by a teenager and he did nothing. Well, one, you were kidnapped by a teenager. I mean, you're this big, tough guy. You can take a punch. You're a football player. I'm assuming Nick St. Clair has never done anything really physical in his life. Well, he had, he had some, some, uh, some buddies with him. That's true. Here's what I think you and me have to understand. We're just going to have to adjust our reality to this. Is that the teenagers in Riverdale are fucking terrifying. Are they? We're just going to have to adjust to that. We're just going to have to accept that as fact. Are they though? Are they really? (laughs) Well, and this is what I find. Hiram is supposedly a mobster and obviously very high up in the family. His daughter's already taken his black amex or hermione's black american express or whatever they called it um on the show spent eighty six thousand dollars to pay off fred andrew's bills but yet she has a combination to the safe why didn't you change it i would not i've been like okay we're letting that go but i'm right. changing the safe combination and Where not we telling keep- you cash in, in in the hundreds of thousands. I mean, you think after you told her no, she's going to be like, oh, well, I've lost a boyfriend? No. Remember that other time she stole a credit card and went clubbing? Yeah. She does this all the time. That's what I'm saying. So you are, you, you're the worst mobster ever. <laughs> like, legit the worst. Archie vows to kill the Black Hood in Hiram's yes. name. Because guys, guess what? It's not the janitor. <laughs> <gasps> The devil, you say. Are you sure? The other plot in this show is Chick. Oh, yeah. God bless him. God bless so him. we're going to quickly wrap up the Chick storyline here. Mm-hmm. It turns out Chick is lying about who he is. Yes. He is not Charles Smith, um, Allison F.P.'s uh, orphaned baby. He is Charles Smith's lover, maybe? Yeah, they, they kind of hinted around that, I mean, they were roommates, and yeah. there was always fighting and stuff, and it kind of, they kind of hinted to that, but yeah. they never came out and been like, this is exactly what's going on, so. Something went down between Charles Smith and Chick. Charles Smith might be dead. I'm going to call Game of Thrones rules here. Nobody, so he's not dead. Buddy and um, Jughead get back to the house. There is a scuffle with Chick, who tries to fucking stab them. Chick ends up tied to a chair in the basement. <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, I don't get this family either. The mania in this house is that... It's, it's like, cresting. It's, it's, I mean, it's at an all-time high All right you now. had to do was deflect the him trying to stab you, tie him up, and call the police and be like, this guy said he was our son. He's not. He came after us with a knife. And I'm yeah. pretty sure the sheriff would be like, we believe you, but... Um, not Betty Cooper, Alice Cooper, off the jail he goes. Like, I don't know why you had to kidnap him. When FP (laughs) finds out about it, he's very upset because FP is having flashbacks of another teenage boy that was tied up in a basement because this is the second time this has happened on this show. (sighs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) So he goes in there and he pulls Jughead out and he's like, you can't be involved in this. They have to make their own decisions. So Betty Mm -hmm. gets a couple of calls from the Black Hood. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I guess he has their house bugged because he heard all of the conversations that they had. I'm going to assume yes. He must Uh, have the house bugged. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he knows about Charles Smith and Chick getting into an argument. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's still going after centers and whatnot. Right. So he Mm -hmm. thinks that Chick Chick has definitely murdered someone before. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> really? Aw. Are you new here? I, I mean, understand. is this the biggest mistake of, of Betty's life? Um, so far. Um, so far is all It's I not say. smart to let a strange man come live in your house. And I don't care if he is your half-brother or not. You don't know this dude. Like, hey, look, I, I, hmm. I have a half-brother, and I can confidently say this because I know he's never going to listen to this show. I don't really talk to him that much. So you don't have to have your half-brother come move in the house with you. Well, and I understand you came up and he was getting the shit beat out of him and all that stuff. Take him to your mom, have him patched up, and then be like, we're going to take you to a little bit nicer hotel, put you up for a few days, we're going to come visit, and then kind of see what happens. Nope, Betty's like, come live with us. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Go sleep in my sister's room. I mean, remember Betty did all of this because Polly ran away to a cult. This family does not have a good scorecard when it comes to raising kids. <laughs> and that's why I totally believed he was Alice's. Yeah, because he's illig- crazy. Because he's fucking crazy, yeah. and that's that's all Alice. Do you well, think Charles Smith will come back? I think so. Um, oh my god, I just figured it out. Oh, I'm so smart. The Black Hood is coming back, and it's going to be Charles Smith. <gasps> that Boom. would be great. Brilliant. But, but Charles Smith is not the Black Hood's son. That's okay. That's okay. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Black Hood says, you know what? I'll take care of him for you. Mm-hmm. Betty marches Chick out to a snowy pasture. Yeah, because he wants, the Black Hood wants him. Yeah. At he this wants point. Chick, and Betty yeah. is willing to give this guy over to the black hood that was a super intense scene well yeah and part of me is like god damn she's supposed to be everyday wholesome betty all-american betty cooper because this kid lied to her and he truly is evil and not a good person she's legit a bad person yeah she's like i have no problem turning him over to, to get killed that's not my problem so she takes him out to what what was the middle of the woods and it's like run yeah and she, I mean, out of all her her empty threats and all the time she makes me cringe with Zippo lighters and, <laughs> you know, I wear black wigs, so I totally am dark now. This scene, uh-huh. she she legit was pretty scary when she was like, you know, you have a 90% yeah. chance of getting away, 70%, mm-hmm. 50%, you better run. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Well, and the I think it's because she was so calm when she did it. And she yes. had like that dead eye stare where she didn't blink or anything. She's yes. like, I'm telling you what's happening. Yeah. I'm all calm. See how calm I am? It's she's, happening. And she's perfectly confident that the Black Hood is not going to come after her. Which I don't get. Is this is this like a Halloween tip off where Mike Myers. <laughs> that's a very good. That's an I mean, he did try question. to kill his sister, but then. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it kind of went south. That's a very interesting question. Are there any other horror movies or can we think of any other serial killers that had an attachment to a person like he has? Well, Ed Gein was attached to his mom. Yeah. (laughs) But not in a healthy way. (laughs) No, not in a good way. Like, she didn't make it out alive. (laughs) Spoiler. Uh, Spoiler. I don't know. I can't think of any others. Well, I mean, and Psycho, which is based on that kind of is that kind of thing. Yeah, but again, that's the mom. Yeah, that's true. Um, Or where, you know, they won't kill them. Mm, I want to say maybe I mean, Texas Chainsaw or the remake of Texas Chainsaw. The reason why, I think it was the remake that um, my friend Julie and I went to go see. We found out that one of the hitchhikers is actually a cousin of Leatherface. And so... He's oh. not going to kill her because she's, she's blood. And mm. once they find that out, he's like, okay, I, you know, he doesn't say it, but he doesn't kill her. Maybe the Zodiac, the way that he interacted with the newspaper people. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I don't um, know. I don't, I'm I, trying to think if there were any other serial killers that made phone calls like that. 
The East um, Air, uh, the Golden State Killer? Yeah, he, yeah, but he did that to his victims. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's mm-hmm. the, I think it's like, is it the weepy voiced killer? He called 911. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yes. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the son of Sam also, I think, wrote to the police. Yeah. And it's like, the voices are making me do it again or something. I don't this know. This is where sometimes gonna... I go sketchy. Uh, and again, like, there's like four people who are like, you're talking about this guy. It's just yeah. going to like pop in my head like 20 minutes later after we're yeah. done recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, Chick is gone. The Black Hood probably killed him um i don't think that we ever see chick's body but i'm not gonna call game of Thrones rules on this i'm no. pretty sure chick is dead thank god i now don't know can... if the black hood ever gets prosecuted for chick i don't uh, think so i don't know but i seriously hope he goes after archie next well, preferably no. when he's playing guitar without a shirt on yeah no <laughs> kill him <laughs> And see, Jughead is totally safe, because Jughead's like, trust me, I'm not going to sing. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jughead's like, I'm writing a book. I'm deep. I'm... So, so yeah, the only only episodes we have left are the last three of season two. And boy, you think it's off the rails now. We're going to be flying through the air off the rails on these next three episodes. Oh, and then when we start discussing season three, because I think season three is the best season yet. Yeah. And it makes yeah. me not hate the show as much. Oh, it's great. They're doing a great <laughs> job. I don't know if they changed writers at all. I don't... Maybe they just needed season two to kind of... Um, to try and get in the groove of having so many episodes. Because mm-hmm. season one was a... It was like a nice little wrapped up story and you had mm-hmm. 13 episodes. And then I think when they got 22 or 23, it was just too many mm-hmm. for them. Well, I think what happened is that... I, this is why I guarantee happened is that they all went in and wrote it and once it was done they were like this is not getting picked up there's no way this is getting picked up this is a one season show and then it aired and you know it went off the rails and they're like shit yeah <laughs> now shit. we have to do season two because you, know, you have to start that really fast after you wrap up production on the first season yeah you get a little break and then you go right back into mm-hmm. it so I think they were rushed and by the time they started doing season two they already knew there was going to be a season three so like they had to rush through season two but they could take their time with season three i don't know i'm just making up shit at this point (laughs) do you have anything else about these episodes no No. okay i don't do you want to do obsession session yes you go first as always um my obsession this week was a series of unfortunate events on netflix you started watching that again? Again, this is my third time watching it. It's oh, there's that. something comforting about it. It's Neil Patrick Harrison. Yeah, it must be him. I love him um, so much. It's just so quaint. We should do um a thing on that. Oh, I totally could. Oh my god, if we Because I think every- a season 3 is coming out soon. Yeah. If if we just played everybody's favorite game who's that actor? We could go on for an hour with that show. There's so many people in that show. That's what we should do. The first episode should be like, who's in this show? Yeah. Guess who? And then then we'll go into season one. I, like, every, everybody pops up in this show. You're like, isn't that, that was so-and-so from that other thing. And yeah, yeah it's, I love it. It's just such a sweet show. I do um, love it too. I think I wanted like happy family. Well, I mean, it's not happy. Those poor kids, they're orphans, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I didn't want I, I didn't want drama. I didn't I didn't want like true crime yet. And even though now I today I just started watching a true crime documentary. But anyways, yeah. Series of unfortunate events. Watch it. We're always at arm's length with anything true crime. <laughs> I know, I know. You didn't like a series of unfortunate events, did you? I didn't at first. Okay. Like the first season I kinda watched and I was like, I don't get it, I don't get it. And then I think when season two came out, we binge watched season one and two, mm-hmm. me and my boyfriend. And I was like, I love this show. It's so awesome. It's, <laughs> I like this. The It's very stylized. I like that. It's definitely. It's like very steampunky. Yeah. It's steampunkish. Yeah. Um, it's It's got its own look. And I really like the look. It's very Tim Burton. It, it's. Two. It's on the edge of Tim Burton. Yeah. And you know who's in one of the episodes or two of the episodes? 
Tim Burton? No. Oh, Catherine O'Hara. Yes! Uh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe my subconscious was like, I'm done with Shit's Creek, now I need Catherine O'Hara. Shh, goddamn National Treasure. Canadian National Treasure. What is your obsession session this week? <laughs> well, we are, me and my boyfriend are insanely late to the boat on this, but we started watching Arrested Development. Oh! Legit crying every episode. Oh, I am laughing good. so much, and I think every break, I scream out, I love Mallory Archer. Yeah. Because Jessica, whatever her name is in real life, the mom in Arrested Development is the mom in Archer, and she's basically the same character. It's the same character. She's not acting. That's just who she is in real life. Yeah. I love her to death. Yeah. I also found out that she did the voice... Did you ever watch that show, it's probably in the 90s, called Dinosaurs? Yes. She played the mom. <gasps> what? Yeah. Whoa. I just saw that the other day, and I was like, of course she did. She's like Everybody's Catherine O'Hara. favorite She's, game. Who's that actor? Yeah. So, anyway, so we've been enjoying the hell out of that, and I watch it, and I laugh, and I, I just, I love the shit out of that show. <laughs> Gareth Reynolds from The Dollop writes a few of the episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a writer on that show. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, my new best friend, Gareth Reynolds. I met Who you him met? in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't so meet he... me, but she did meet Gareth. Yep, didn't go there to see Lisa, but went there to see Gareth. Um, I went to go see the dollop live in Dallas. I was in mm-hmm. Dallas for, I think, 26 hours. Maybe. And it was Maybe 25, nights. like 25 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought my mom. This was like a thank you trip. Um, for her helping out with my wedding. And I booked a hotel very, very close to the venue. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought to myself, like, I don't know, if I was the guys, this is where I would stay because it's like walking distance Mm -hmm. from the venue. I did not think that when we got out of our Uber that we would literally run smack dab into them as they were checking in. So that was super cool. Yeah. Was Dave really nice? Because I feel like if you met him on the street, he'd be like, stop by. No, Dave was not really nice. No. He was not mean. But yeah. Who, but who he is on the dollop, that's who he is in real life. Yeah. Um, and Gareth, Gareth is, of course, you know, super outgoing, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth is taller than what I thought he yeah. would be. Like, I feel like he'd be like, hey, give me a hug. That's, and that's up? exactly yeah. what he did. So when we walked, when we ran into them, I was like, oh, my God, we just flew from New Orleans to see you guys. And he was like, oh, you're so sweet. And, and Dave yeah. was just kind of like, yeah, hi, hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's so And funny. I'm okay with that. Yeah, because that's who he is. It's that's like when is. when I met Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder in Ireland, and I'm meeting them next year, 2019. I thought Karen was going to be like that. I thought Karen's going to be like, hi, nice to meet you. Not mean, but kind of standoffish, maybe shake yeah. your hand. A little more reserved. Yeah, and Georgia would be like, oh, you're my best friend. Give me a hug. Let's yeah. talk. Um, and when... Georgia hugged me and then Karen hugged me and it wasn't like a tap tap like uncomfortable hug it was like a good hug yeah I, I was busted in the tears yeah because you were so yeah it's like if I gave you a hug <laughs> I mean because I was like holy shit yeah the the uh the hotel people you know they they were in line in front of us to check in so they checked in and went up to their rooms and uh there was a bar nearby and the the people from work in the bar at the hotel came over and were like oh my god are they famous <laughs> and you're like, well. And my response was no, but they have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They're really nobody. Even Cause, though, no, because I half expected her to be like, what's a podcast? You know, so. Well, but think about it. Dave was on The Office. One whole for episode. one episode for like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. So basically he's famous. Yeah. So That's how that works. <laughs> okay, we got to wrap this up because I have to yeah. go eat dinner. I'm starving. I don't know what we're watching next week. No, you think we're finishing up Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when we're recording again. I think that we might take a break for uh, the holidays. Yes. This could come out between New Year's and Christmas. I'm not really sure. I'm not making any promises. We'll see what happens. Yeah, because um, we're kind of busy. I'm going out of town. It's getting crazy. Yeah, you're going to be traveling. I don't want you to have to worry about any of this dumb shit while you're traveling. We do need we do need to come up with a schedule of shows though. We'll we'll yeah. let you guys know what we have planned for the future. I'll post like an Instagram story or something. So go follow us on Instagram and subscribe. At what? <laughs> At what binge watch with us? All one word. One word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's all for this week. 
Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Well, bye. we will see you in a week or two. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>